Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kyle and I talk about how you can start, run and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called Too Little Too Much, Advice and How to Take It. The following message is brought to you by Balsamic, the OG of low fidelity wireframing tools. They have decided to support the Bootstrap Founder community by donating their sponsored airtime to some of our listeners. And this week's guest sponsor is Indie Worldwide. Are you shipping new features every day or hustling to grow your revenue and your audience? Then you'll know it's hard to find a peer group who understands the struggle of building a business from nothing. I certainly know that because I did not have a peer group, really, when I built my business. Indie Worldwide is a mostly free community of bootstrapped indie founders like you and very likely also like me, starting businesses from scratch and scaling them to millions of dollars in revenue. And at Indie Worldwide, you'll meet bootstrap indie founders who face the problems you've faced or you're going to face and figure out how to overcome them. You can join the free Slack group at IndieWorldwide.co. That's .co. Drop them your email and they'll send you an invite instantly. If you believe that you're the average of the people who you spend the most time with, then you should really surround yourself with the type of person who you want to be. And if your goal is to build a business that'll change your life, then do join Indie Worldwide. The URL, one last time, is IndieWorldwide.co. See you there. Thank you again to Balsamic for generously supporting my listeners this way. It's really sweet. And if you'd like to receive a promo code for Balsamic, visit HTTPS colon double slash balsamic.com slash go slash bootstrapped dash founder. All right, now let's get started. Let me start with a quote that pretty much says it all when it comes to advice. And that is from Gandalf from The Fellowship of the Ring by J.R.R. Tolkien. Gandalf says, for even the very wise cannot see all ends. Huh, Gandalf. Whenever people talk about advice, they either lament that there's too much survivorship bias, like an anecdotal evidence of what worked for them won't help others, or that there is too much focus on the mistakes being made. As in, if it didn't kill your business, is there really anything to learn from this? So when we talk about what worked for us or what didn't work for us, neither approach produces good enough insight. That's what they think. And if this were true, then the advice itself would be pretty useless. I don't believe so. I think there's a false dichotomy here between too much and too little at the same time which ignores the core components of successfully applied advice. And those are contextual reflection and bias checking. As someone who often hands out advice to my own consulting clients and mentees, I see it being handled in many ways, the advice. Usually, they ignore what I say. That is most of the time. And in that case, there's a mismatch between the message, its sender, and the receiver. But when advice is well-received, which happens often enough, and then subsequently applied, I have noticed that there are two ways that people handle it, and only one of them is effective. The fruitless way of taking advice is to apply it verbatim. If I tell you something and you immediately jump into doing it without any reflection, you're essentially a process copycat. You clone the outer shape of what worked for me, what I tell you, and you don't understand the inner structure of the process why it was created, or to what end it even exists. The flip side of this behavior is to completely ignore advice without giving it a chance as well. 
And both blind adoption and complete dismissal are extremes that don't seem to work. So what does allow for a more balanced approach? To me, context is everything. If you don't understand what happened before, during, or after an event, and are just following the steps of a solution, that will not produce meaningful results. You need to understand the extended context of what someone tells you that should be done. You need to understand the extended context of the events leading up to something, the thing itself, and what came after it. And this extends to avoidance of advice as well. If I tell you to avoid using Twitter ads for personal accounts, that doesn't mean that you should never even consider boosting particular tweets, right? As much as something that worked for someone else might not work for you, something that didn't work for them might be quite useful to you. So saying this worked for me or saying this didn't work for me itself isn't instructive. So far, so good. It's just one perspective on a complex interaction between an event, a strategy, the circumstances of both, and the unwritten assumptions of the person talking about it. So where does this leave you with advice? What's a reliable way of applying advice successfully? I can tell you what I do. I personally consider every piece of advice that I get to be a starting point and not the blueprint. It's anecdotal. It's all experience. Yet, it is through anecdotes that I learn. And the narrative of a good story does more than just entertain me. It instructs me to understand. And for an entrepreneurial action to be successful, you will need to understand the why, the how, and the what. So, being completely aware of the ironic nature of the following statement, here's my advice on how to deal with advice. First, put some distance between yourself and the advice. Don't just make it a part of your plans immediately. Consider it to be quarantined for a day or two. And boy, do we have experience with that kind of stuff over the last couple of years. Keep your intellectual defenses up when you deal with that particular piece of advice. Question it. Be critical. Even though it might sound very enticing, you still need to be absolutely sure that this is the right advice for you and your efforts. The distance that you put between the advice and its adoption will allow you to internally reflect. And that just on the advice itself. And that's going to be very, very useful to point out certain red flags. Then try to contextualize the advice with the person giving it. What circumstances led them to learn this, to do this? Can those circumstances be generalized even so that should you ever encounter them yourself, the advice would also apply to you? This is usually very hard to judge as your lack of initial insight makes you seek advice in the first place. But what has helped me when I listen to people who know way more than I do and I want to take in their advice is to really go with my gut feeling. If it seems too good to be true, it usually is. But And then I, ju I just think about why is this person giving this particular advice? And if I sense some kind of selfishness in it, if the advice is selfishly given, I can quickly find the intentionality beyond helping the person that it's supposed to help. Right? There's intent, or maybe selling you something or inviting you into a kind of relationship that is better for them than for you. Look out for that. And contextualizing the advice with the person that is giving it usually is very helpful to find this particular red flag. After this, filter down to the actual event that caused the learning that is communicated 
and expand your knowledge of the surroundings of that particular event. What was the pivotal moment that sparked this experience? Is it really the thing that the person giving you this particular advice claims it to be? Or what happened before it? What led to it? What were the the, the causation? What is the causation of this before it causes the learning? And then what happened after they applied the solution to the problem? There are many things to learn that aren't contained in the advice itself, but are important to understand to see the whole picture and to figure out if you're even capable of integrating this into your work. Finally, contextualize the advice with your own currently lived experience. Does it fit in with your overall strategy? Would it be on brand or in character for you to do these things? Would it strengthen your public perception or would it dilute it? Because when applied, advice changes the way you do things and it might change the way you think. And that is your core value proposition, right? That's your brand. That's you. So it's imperative to keep this change under control. Only invite in the things that are actually useful and will bring you forward, will turn your brand into something more meaningful, more valuable, more relatable. Don't do things just because other people tell you to for a quick win that completely dilute everything that you've built for many, many months or years prior to taking this advice. And generally, when it comes to red flags in figuring out the advice itself or the person giving it to you or the context of your life, if it if advice raises a red flag, then ignore the advice. You should trust your entrepreneurial gut feeling more than even the most renowned expert's opinion. Entrepreneurship is trial and error anyway. And the more you run into obstacles, the better you learn. You can't pre-jump the hurdles, right? All advice can do for you is to tell you where they might be on your path. You'll still have to do the jumping. And since we've been talking about reflection now, let me look at bias. Do look for bias in three distinct locations. The person giving the advice, that would be the sender. The advice itself, that's the message. And, and this will be the hardest one, yourself, the receiver. Because it's easy to spot survivorship bias when someone tells you a grand story of success while dismissing the factor of luck and coincidence that helped them reach the outcome. It's easy to say, oh, well, that's just survivorship bias. And it's equally easy to detect selective and uncritical advice when it doesn't attempt to contextualize its contents by providing multiple perspectives. Easy. Well, this advice is not enough, right? It's not critical. But it's hard to see bias in ourselves. We don't want to hear what we consider potentially flawed, no matter if it's true or not. And that is selective listening bias. If we don't trust the person giving advice, we won't take their guidance, even if it would immediately make our lives better. And that's just how we react to certain people, which leads to biased responses. Bias can live in all three parts of a communicative act, the sender, the recipient, and the message. So check all three to ensure that you can rule out prejudice. If you keep your distance and contextualize the advice with the sender and the receiver, you'll have a much bigger and less volatile approach to taking advice. Ignoring advice is a huge part of taking advice as well. You'll find conflicting advice on every single subject out there. Do paid marketing, 
don't do ads, build it yourself, buy it from a vendor. You can find all of these messages, sometimes from the same person in different, in different contexts. So what matters is finding guidance that is relatable and applicable to your journey. And that's a journey that only you truly understand. So in the spirit of taking advice pragmatically, just take it or leave it. And that, um, that refers to what I'm saying right now. Think about what I just said for a few days, then consider if it's just all anecdotal or if you can find a way to fit it into your larger picture, your vision of where you are going. Because in the end, it's your own unique journey. And all that advice can and should do is to give you some well-intentioned guidance. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Boots of Thunder podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my book Zero to Sold at zerotosold.com and The Embedded Entrepreneur at embeddedentrepreneur.com. If you've got any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me and the Boots of Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.